Prologue, Newburgh, Oregon, 2012 Diane Linnell was about to come full circle in a 63-year-old journey that really began in Scotland. A distinct possibility of her true roots was revealed during sessions with Dr. Lana Sigowski, a psychiatrist who used psychotherapy in her practice. Diane had always felt that something was amiss in her life. She didn't belong to the family she knew and grew up with. Several years earlier during her sessions, Dr. Sigowski had used hypnosis on Diane to trigger her memory cells and discovered during these sessions of deep therapy, her patient was quite vivid in describing the memory of her birth. After being awakened from hypnosis, she told Dr. S. that she remembered being pulled out of her mother's body just as a last breath was expelled and then her mother was silent with death. Another memory came to her, recalling voices of both men and women, then being wrapped tightly in a baby blanket and put in the arms of a young woman who had just awakened from recent surgery. Diane remembered the loss of her real mother dying in childbirth and she leaving the hospital to grow up with strangers and being raised by a mother who must have known she wasn't her child and never really accepted her. She wanted to return to her hometown right away to investigate the possibility that she had been switched at birth. But three years earlier, she was diagnosed with breast cancer that initially devastated her. Diane overcame her fear of dying by tackling the disease using naturopathic supplements and homeopathic medicine. The first two years, it seemed that Diane was going to be successful in her mission. Then suddenly, the tumor became aggressive and started growing. She had surgery and treatment at a hospital in Mexico that offered holistic healing for recovery. The surgeon was successful in getting all of the tumor out and re-nourished her body with immunotherapy treatments. The whole procedure took two months, and her best friend, Darlene Potter, stayed by Diane's side every step of the way. She paid all of the medical bills and arranged for a private jet to fly them to Monterey, California after her release from the hospital. Darlene's home was in Carmel, just a few miles away from the airport. There were follow-up visits to a medical clinic in Santa Barbara that was an affiliate of the hospital in Mexico. Darlene also planned to pay for her friend's reconstructive surgery when she was ready for that. Diane still took 23 supplements a day as part of her naturopathic regiment. Some days she couldn't help but falter. It was overwhelming, and it took all the courage she could muster not to break down and slide into depression. Prayers and absolute faith that her Savior Christ Jesus was in charge of her life and would call her home to glory when he was ready to receive her. She knew the blessings in her life were given to her because of God's love, not because of anything she had ever done. Diane hoped there would be time enough to pursue her dream of finding any relatives who might still be alive and could prove her lineage by agreeing to a DNA test. She was determined to find the truth regarding her lost parents and solve the mystery of the reason why they were ever separated in the first place. Even though Diane was in her 60s and dealing with breast cancer, she still couldn't resist a good challenge. She prayed that her strength would be enough to get her through this new adventure in her life. Her daughters Nancy and Chris stopped by her home one day to announce that they were going to help her find out what had really happened in January of 1949. Diane had kept them up to date with information that was discovered while she was in psychotherapy with Dr. Sigowski.
They decided to take Diane's minivan and drive together on a road trip to Grand Junction, Colorado. Diane set up a comfortable perch behind the driver and passenger seats. Nancy and Chris took turns driving through Oregon, Idaho, Utah, then finally arriving in Grand Junction on the western slope of Colorado.